Welcome to the A Nourishing Place podcast. My name is Kelly Newton. I'm a self-love mindset and manifestation coach here to empower, motivate, create community, and remind you of how powerful you are. I will be bringing you interviews, tools, and resources all revolved around mindset, self-love, money, spirituality, manifestation, and so much more. I'm so excited that you're here today. Let's get started. Today, I have Diana with me. Following her divine flow has led her to have many incredible experiences and completely transform again and again. From working in wilderness to getting her degree in web development, becoming a rose ceremonialist, kundalini yoga instructor, sound alchemist, and so much more, to creating her newest offering, The Movement of Flowers. Diana is here to experience life and follow her divine path, and I'm so, so grateful that she has joined me today, and I'm very excited for the wisdom and stories to be heard. So without further ado, I'm excited to introduce Diana to you. Diana, welcome, and thank you so much for being here today. Hi, I am so excited to be here. Uh, first podcast. Ooh! Yeah. <laughs> well, that's exciting. I'm, I'm honored. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm so glad I've never actually really talked about my journey in sort of like a linear fashion. It's always been bits and pieces. Well, I'm excited to hear kind of how'd you get started? You do a lot of different cool things. I've obviously been connected to you for many years now, so I've seen different parts of your story. So, but I think what I don't know and what I think is interesting is like, when did this like transition happen? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So... I would say I began this journey into, you know, finding my flow and finding my authentic voice probably four years ago. Yeah, four years ago. And it all started because I was quite depressed (laughs) and I was suicidal. I was, you know, just in a lot of pain and just like didn't know how to handle that necessarily. So I've like been in therapy for years, like my early twenties, I was in therapy pretty much like every week, you know, just had some trauma. I was dealing with like an eating disorder, um, PTSD. So I like worked through a large majority of those issues. And by that, I mean, like I worked on the things that were really impacting my life on a day-to-day basis. So in a sense, like it was kind of like a band-aid. Like the sim- you know, like maybe healing the symptoms, treating the symptoms, but not necessarily the underlying root. Yeah. So I didn't get, we didn't get all the way to like the root of it. So we got, we got pretty close. We got to the soil. So like work through all of the soil, but not the root. Um, because I was like, I'm fine now. You know, I I got to the soil was like, I'm functioning as a human. I can go to work. I can hold relationships. I'm done for now. And frankly, I was just exhausted of therapy for so many years. Yeah. Yep. That makes sense. I've seen it. I felt it. (laughs) Yeah. So I, so I went from every week to every two weeks and then every month I was on antidepressants, you know, the, the meds were like doing their job per se. Um, but I was very robotic. So I had uppers in the morning and then downers in the evening to be able to go to sleep. And then I would say I went through a breakup, (laughs) um, which I feel like is a lot of people's uh, initiation, right? You go through like one really difficult breakup and you're like, you know, your world kind of starts to unravel and then your tools really are tested. And that's when I found out that I I didn't really have many tools. (laughs) All right. So Um, the therapy helps like, you know, 
day by day in those moments for that amount of time. You said for years, right? Like a, a yeah. span of time. And so, okay. So break up. And then you're like, wait, shit, <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I was like, okay, I'm on right. roads, but what do I do? I didn't have any sort right. of meditation practice. Yoga was like in and out, but I was into power yoga. So it was more about like, let me physically be strong, but never like, oh, let me tune into like my body. It was just like right. a physical activity. Anyway, so I go through this breakup. I'm like extra depressed. Like my meds, I feel like aren't working. It was during the holidays. So my therapist wasn't in town. And there was just one night where I'm like, I just like had enough. I like ended up calling um, a hotline and I was like, I just, I like don't want to live like help. Like I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. I was like, I don't know what I want to do. It was probably like midnight um, that I called because I was just in deep anguish and pain. And so like I called and I think I ended up calling two different hotlines that night. But by the second one, you know, I don't even know what they said, but I got to this point of like, okay, like I'm not going to do anything to harm myself because I, I really don't want to die. But then like, I was just like talking into space. You know, I had no higher power. I didn't have any concept of, you know, this universal life energy. So I was just like- So at imagine- this time you were, would you consider yourself maybe an atheist or just not yes. really spiritual at all? Okay. I would say atheist. Yeah. I, I thought I was atheist. I was like, I'm atheist. There's nothing outside of me. It is just I completely, me. yep. I thought I was, I mean, I believed in ghosts. So I don't know how I ever thought I was an atheist, but I was like, don't believe in spirituality and religion, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like so deep, but go on. I know you are too. <laughs> yeah. I was like, aliens are real and ghosts are real. I was kind of on the same like thinking pattern, but I was like, other than that, there is nothing else. So I'm just like in my room crying and I'm just like talking to myself. I was like, okay, I'm just going to talk to the air. Um, I was like, why am I going through all of this? That's all I said. Like, why am I going through all of this? And then like, I thought I was like losing my mind at the time. And in fact, it was just my intuition that had the space to finally like come through and for me to listen. So at that point... I was ready to listen. And this little voice, my intuition was like, well, you're like meant to teach from this. And that's all that was said. That was all. And like something resonated and I was like, okay. <laughs> I just Whatever that means. That. Yeah, yeah. I just accepted it. And then I went to bed and the next day I went to Barnes and Noble and I was like, I'm going to go to the like self-help section. <laughs> And so I'm like in this aisle and I'm like, okay, last night was weird. I'm going to talk out loud again. (laughs) I was like, what should I get? And then the universe has your back, like just happened to fall. (laughs) Just happened to fall. Yeah. Yeah. Just just happened to fall. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, angels. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And at this time I'm like, okay well, this is the book I'm getting. (laughs) And just the way, um, and like Gabby, I don't think she used, yeah, she didn't use the word God. She just used the word universe. So I was like reading this book and I'm like, okay, like 
this is interesting. And just the way it was written was like, I was very open to it because it wasn't like shoving any idea down your throat. It was more of like, hey, why don't you just like take a look around, like take a look at your surroundings and, you know, think of this concept, the universe, <laughs> that it always right. has your back. <laughs> uh, and that was like the first book that I read and began to explore. So I have this yeah. book and I'm like, okay, I'm open. So then I'm like, okay, like I'm going to give this a go. I'm on Facebook and, um, you know, still like right before uh, New Year's Eve. And I'm like, okay, so I'm supposed to like learn from this, whatever is happening and I'm supposed to teach, but like, what am I supposed to do? You know, I was like, I don't, I didn't have any spiritual friends. So it's not like my friend group was in this realm. So I was like, well, I'd like to connect with some people. <laughs> Someone Facebook. <laughs> and I'm like looking for events because I'm like, and this is like right before I like went sober. Actually, no. Was I, no, I was sober at this point. Well, so I was like, well, I don't really know who to hang out with. I don't really have friends anymore like that happens I feel like it kind of as you grow in shifts the things just fall away that no longer serve you yeah yeah they were just like yeah I'm not I didn't have any like healthy friends um right on Facebook and I'm like just looking at events like what's available like what can I go to and there was this sound bath and kundalini workshop no idea what kundalini was but I was like I like sound I think I don't know. I also hadn't really been to a sound bath. So I'm like, okay. Um, but the women looked really friendly, <laughs> like, you know, how they had like their advertisement. So I went, <laughs> I experienced Kundalini and I'm like, what is this? I can't stop sneezing. I am concerned. <laughs> and then the teacher is like, oh, you're releasing. Some people sneeze during the practice. Oh sneeze or yawn cry laugh yeah what, burp have you, have you do you burp sometimes <laughs> I don't but I'm a yawner and a sneezer okay my my thing um but she was so kind and she was like yeah it's fine like just keep doing or like take a break but I just like kept doing whatever kriya we were doing I was like I don't know what this is but everyone around me was like having a grand old time <laughs> And you're like over they, there just sneezing, sneezing. You're like, you needed it, it sounds like. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, and I didn't even know what I was releasing, but yep. something was happening. And yep. there was a sound bath. And, it, and so I like this teacher and I'm like, oh, that was cool. And then it's the holidays. So I'm just like not really doing anything. And then um, I, I'm trying to, oh, then I experienced Reiki. So was this all in the same period? So like in that holiday kind of period, you had Reiki? Yeah, I think I might've had the Reiki. I did have the Reiki before the sound bath and before wanting to end things. I had Well, you know Reiki. what I love is it kind of sounds, well, maybe the Reiki opened you up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. shifts. And then, well, and yeah. it's funny to go back and look because it, the pieces kind of fall together, but at the time you had obviously had no idea, you know, but yeah, I love how you went like almost so quickly, like that 180, mm -hmm. like almost so quickly, like 
like Reiki breakup, talking to the air, basically, but you yeah. didn't, you know, know to the leading you to the book, to leading you to the sound bath, and you just following it because it was almost like you were just getting such a push to go on your path versus this one you've been like stuck on. And, but yeah. it was just quick, which I want people to know like that it can really happen that quickly. Oh, absolutely. And I think, you know, if people believe in past lifetimes, when it comes to specifically Kundalini, this isn't my first lifetime with it, which is why when I did teacher training, like it happened so fast, like everything was very quick. People were like, that's very fast. And then I talked to my teacher and he was like, well, this isn't your first lifetime with it. You're just remembering now in this body. Remembering and reclaiming. Yeah. So so the Reiki thing. Yeah. That itself was my first like diving into the universe essentially. So I'm originally from New York city. And so I had gone back to New York to visit my parents. And so I went back in my email because I cannot remember the name of these people or the business um, that I went to. It had the word spirit in it, but they were following me on Instagram. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. What is Reiki? What is like, what is energy healing? I was just curious enough and they seemed harmless <laughs> and they, and they were harmless. But at the time I was like, this is kind of weird, but they seem nice and harmless. So I book a Reiki session and I go get Reiki. And that's the first time that I really heard about like angels and still very like hesitant and very like, mm, okay, sure. You can talk. <laughs> to angels and sure enough they talked to my guides and at first I was just like this is does not resonate and then the woman shifted how she was talking she ended up relaying information in a very sassy way and my guides now I know they're very sassy and they're very straight (laughs) to the point they're very straight to the point and something about that like deep inside resonated. So I was like, okay, maybe this is kind of real. I was like, okay, maybe kind, kind of real. I don't know. Something resonated the way she spoke. I was like, yeah, that's kind of how I best take in information and very strange that all of a sudden she was able to shift how she worded things and was talking to me. Um, And then I kept in contact with them um, because I was like, okay, cool. First Reiki session done. Then the sound bath and Kundalini. Yeah. So then from that point, like, um, that sounds like an amazing time and also a really hard time. Like you said, you were calling the suicide hotlines and at the same time experiencing these energy healings and these, these books falling, right? From that point, how long was it until you actually became a a kundalini yoga instructor um a year I love it yeah you just knew (laughs) okay so it's like early 2019 I'm starting to attract communities like spiritual communities so I'm starting to like find teachers and at this point I'm like I'm open to it like I don't know what's happening right 
And there is great community in Salt Lake. I'll say yeah. that, like, from my experience. Loved yeah. it. So great much spiritual community. community. Yeah. Find a teacher. Um, and I'm also in contact with the Reiki people. And they're like, oh, have you heard about the roses? So I learned about the roses and rose ceremony through them. And then spirit tells them that they're done. So they are no longer like public. They like don't do Reiki. They don't teach anything anymore. They're like completely gone off the internet, like disappeared. (laughs) Yeah, they're, they're done. Like they did that. They like taught me and then they were done. They actually did this little course. And I don't think like, I think I was probably like the only person that like signed up for it. Um, but they do that and then they like write an email and they're like spirit told us to like close like this is no longer our path to like teach and do reiki and do public but they work. introduced you to the rose, to rose ceremonies yeah they taught okay. me everything. okay 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 that's that's great so okay what is a rose ceremony because i think people listening might not know what that is yeah so rose ceremony um the way i do it has been around for many years Um, and so the story goes that many years ago there was this man named Diego and he was in Mexico and he had a really sick son his son was about to die and so this man was very devout and devoted to God and to Mother Mary he would pray every day he would go to church so he would just essentially go from his home with his sick son to the church every day. And his, his son just like kept getting worse and he was becoming, his prayers were becoming more intense. He was like, you know, I want to save my son. Then one day mother Mary appears to him on a hill and she's like, oh, um, I know how we can help your son here are some roses. And she explains to him, you're going to place these roses on his body and you're just going to see what happens. So this is on his way to the, to the church. And Mary is also like, go tell the priest that he is to build a church in my name. He goes to the priest and the priest is like, what are you talking about? You have no proof that you spoke to Mary, please stop talking. Like essentially just being like, I don't believe you. That didn't happen. Goodbye. (laughs) So he goes home and he gets there at night and he places the roses on his son. And that night he is the sickest he's ever been. Like fever, just convulsing very sick. So eventually he falls asleep, right? He doesn't stay up all night. And he, he's like, I'm sure my son's going to be dead. Like I've never seen him this sick. Um, so he wakes up and these roses are all like wilted, but his son is now healthy. So essentially like he took in from the roses. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. It's this energetic transfer. So he's like so happy and he's like, I have to get this church. Like this has to happen. So he takes his poncho and he puts all of these dead roses and he just like leaves the sun. He's just like, I gotta go run. I gotta go to church. (laughs) So he goes to the priest and is like, 
you have to believe me. Like I spoke to mother Mary and the roses saved my son. And he's like, no. So he like lets his poncho out and on his poncho is an image of mother Mary. And so this poncho is in a church in Mexico city. People go visit this poncho. Wow. And scientists have examined it. They're like, what ink is this? Like what, how did this appear? And scientists don't know. They're like, this isn't found on earth. Like, don't know where the ink came from. Like no, no trace. And also that church has been like, has caught on fire. People have tried to bomb it. And this poncho is always fine. Like nothing ever happened. So did to so it. is this so is this the church he eventually got built? No, it was oh, just okay. like okay. yeah, it's it's not the church he got built, but that's how people started to know about the roses, roses. because now and their healing the powers, like yeah, and their healing powers. So that's like where this rose ceremony originated from. Um, so is there like I think I saw on your Instagram about roses having like one of the highest frequencies mm-hmm. energetic frequencies because okay everything has a frequency and a vibration for yeah. people who maybe don't know that so roses have the highest roses have the highest that's why people love roses and second highest is lavender okay so people, that makes sense people, people also love, love lavender. <laughs> yeah yeah so you like love lavender and you love roses and you're like, oh, they're pretty. They smell nice. And it's like, oh, they literally have this frequency. Right. That is like I have rose oil right now. I'm just going to yeah. add it on while we're chatting. <laughs> That's like being transferred and people like right. don't realize that you can use flowers, roses. Like, so there's. I consider the rose ceremony like a plant journey. And I've also had plant journeys. Like a plant medicine journey? Yeah, plant medicine journey. And I would say rose ceremonies are just as powerful. Very transforming. Mm -hmm. So what do they look like for you? you, Is it a lot of people come together? Do you have the sound back going as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we start, I'll start the session, uh, the workshop with a meditation to tune into your higher self and just get clear with your intention, like what you're going to ask the roses. And then I teach people how to open up their aura with the roses. And um, I tell them like, you can use your intuition to place them on your body, or you can grab the tip of the rose and the rose will act as a pendulum and I'll start moving. Ooh. Oh my goodness. Have you ever thought about making a course so I can buy it and do it from here? <laughs> I've, I've like thought about it. I've because about I feel it. like I have like the first seven modules ready for you to go. Just like <laughs> I've thought about it and that might be part of movement of flowers, which we'll talk That's, about. Yeah. I definitely want to talk about movement of flowers. So how is that different from the rose ceremony? Like what's, what's that about? Oh yeah. So rose ceremony, I would say that's very focused on working with people's guides and mother Mary and, and just the rose and I'll like, I'll play my instrument. So like the sound bath will also help in moving the stagnant energy because people are just 
relaxing. <laughs> you have these roses. Sound is helping move the energy. Um, and everyone's experience is different, right? Because everyone's attention is different. Um, but I have found that no matter who attends a rose ceremony, by the end, they're like, yeah, whatever that was, like, that's real. Because I've had people who were invited by friends or by their girlfriends and they themselves like are would it would not consider themselves spiritual or into any sort of like energy healing and even then by the end are like yeah I don't know what that was but like I felt right that so you've seen the transformations because I mean yeah I think we say the word relaxing so much, like even with Reiki, right? It's a Japanese relaxing yeah. technique, but there's so much healing that goes on. Mm-hmm. But also the relaxing itself can be so powerful because we just don't have enough of that in our culture where we're just like laying and like letting, receiving. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah, I love that. Because you're asking the roses. You're like, I would like your wisdom in whatever my intention is. Um, but yeah, people cry or they their bodies begin to shake which is quite normal and I tell people like hey maybe you'll start shaking or trembling and just just let that happen you're fine breathe like you're fine and then I also have people look at their roses in the beginning and at the end interesting are they always different different? Mm -hmm. ah because there's this energetic exchange right wow before and after photos please of these Mm -hmm. roses (laughs) Yeah. And so people are like, oh, this one like opened up more or this one contracted. Um, And so, yeah, we do all that. Close up the aura. I tell people, hey, like your roses will tell you how they want to be disposed of. Some people create an altar. Some people bathe with them. Some people bury them. Some people go to the river. Um, Yeah. I'm like, the roses will tell you when it's time. And they're like, That's okay, so beautiful. Yeah. Oh, I so love that. Something I d- that just clicked because I'm currently doing preconception work is that everyone who comes, there's always at least one person looking to clear some energy so that they can give birth. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll I know we always associate roses with like love, you yeah. know, so that kind of makes sense too. Yeah. And they're very widely given on Mother's Day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Or get but, pregnant and and then people do. Right. That's right? Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. See, they're so that's so powerful. So people yeah. get pregnant after they come to your sometimes well, intentionally yeah. pregnant after and, they come to yeah. your roses. If they're like looking not right after, but they're like, oh yeah. yeah, like they look back and they're like, actually, that was like one of the experiences. Like that helped me clear whatever was happening. Open up the womb space and mm-hmm. wow, that's powerful. I love that. So yeah. you offer these in Salt Lake City, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. All right. And um, do a lot, are these like widely known? Do other people have these types of things? Because I've never heard, I was like a rose ceremony. I was like, I knew what you did, but I didn't know what you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I haven't seen anyone do it the way that I do it and learned about it right and you learned about it from the Reiki instructors who are no longer teaching right yeah no they pass it on to you they pass it on 
So I know that's one of your offers. And in the rose ceremony, are you incorporating any kundalini? There was one time, there was one workshop that I did because I felt very called to it and later found out that a lot of the people there were less in tune with spirit. And so we needed that physical aspect. Okay, so just following the guides. Okay. Yeah. With the movement of flowers um, that you are creating, does that include kundalini yoga? Yes. Then I think what'd be best is if you talked a little bit about kundalini yoga and maybe the words like kriya that you might use while you're kind of talking about movement of flowers. Yeah, Um, that sounds great. Yeah, so kundalini yoga, um, yoga of awareness using mantra. um, What's mantra? Mantra is sound current. Can you give us an example? Like wahe guru, wahe guru. Yeah. Just for people may- maybe who don't have never used a mantra before, you know, oh, so yeah, it could be. yeah. Just, just a mantra that you repeat out loud. So that's the key okay. thing is like saying it out loud. And then you can obviously like chant internally, depending on like what meditation you're working on, but you really want to get used to your own sound current and notice how healing and powerful your own sound is. So we'll use a mantra. And then we'll use Kriya and Kriya is a word that essentially means to create um, or a desired outcome. So a Kriya is a series of exercises with an outcome. So maybe we're doing a Kriya for the heart. So all of the exercises in that Kriya are gonna be working with your heart space. Or we can do a Kriya for um, the liver. So all of those exercises are going to be working on the liver. So it's just a series of exercises, just series of actions. And sometimes a Kriya is just one exercise. Okay. I've seen like in Kundalini where they'll do something for like a hundred times or something. The Mm -hmm. same thing. Okay. Is that Kundalini? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah sometimes yes we'll do things for a long period of time yeah a lot of like 11 minutes bringing the arms up 31 minutes yeah okay those are a lot of um yeah those are in our kriyas and also our meditations so meditation um oh and another thing with kriya that's important is that the movement is tied to your breath Okay. So your, your breath is leading the movement and that, and that like helps you just tune into your body at this current time and space. Um, and then meditation and there's always, well, not always, typically in a class, there's going to be a little gong bath. Ooh, in your classes anyways, yeah. right? I, yeah. Okay. In between the Kriya and the meditation. Okay. So you'll have the gong bath. Okay. So then you've kind of combined these to come up with movement of flowers. Hmm. Oh yeah. So my new creation is movement of flowers and it's been brewing for over a year. Um, So I've been working with roses for a couple of years and, and that feels very true. And I have this like very deep connection with the roses And so I never thought that I would start to learn from other flowers 
<laughs> okay. And so that started to brew last year where I was taking note of flowers. I was like, hmm, what story does this flower have to tell? You know, what properties does it have? So it slowly started to like brew. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. Probably nothing. Um, but I kept coming into my space. The flowers were like out there. And I knew it wasn't going to be like the rose ceremonies where like you place them on you. It, it was going to be something different. Um, and so, yeah, I've been teaching Kundalini since I got my certificate and love Kundalini and love flowers and I love sound and I love my gongs. So I got another gong. And so slowly I was like, how do I combine all the things that I like? And I've also been into tea recently because it's allowed me to slow down. So like getting my herbs and creating this tea and being patient and waiting. <laughs> um, <laughs> just waiting so I was like okay that's cool and so then a couple months ago I was like all right like I think I'm gonna call this thing movement of flowers and also you know flowers are quite beautiful and they go through this cycle of death and rebirth so I was like oh yep. yeah that's yep, exactly yep, yep. what this is going to be it's going to be practices that help nourish your soul in a variety of different ways um and then I, I found a studio where oh my I gosh, could start. of course you did I did I put it out there because I was like actively searching um so I was having just a really hard time finding the studio which at the time was a bit confusing because I had rented studios for other workshops um but it felt like movement of flowers needed to be somewhere very specific I just didn't know where. So I created an Instagram for movement of flowers. I will tag it in the show notes. I um, posted something. I'm like, hey, anyone have any recommendations for a studio? I'm trying to find one to have my first workshop. And a woman named Fallon messaged me and was like, hey, we have a small studio. Do you want to come check it out? And it is such a beautiful studio. Um, I like post photos of it and just the lighting, everything about it was so perfect. And that is where I hold movement of flowers. Um, and I was like, I have this idea. I've never done it before. Would love to use your studio. And I was like, great. So I've done two workshops already. Amazing. First month, we worked um, on boundaries. And so we worked with the rose because the rose is quite beautiful and has thorns, right? Boundaries. It's like, I love that. Oh my God. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> so first, first workshop was on boundaries. So we did uh, a Kriya for the throat to open that up so that you Set can those express. boundaries. Yeah. Yes. And then the tea that we had was supportive to 
yeah, using your voice and opening up. And then this past workshop, um, this past workshop, we worked with the sunflower. Okay. And the theme was um, transition. So practices to nourish you during times of transition, because the sunflower represents peace and with peace comes hope, right? So it's that hope that keeps us going. Yes. So, so times of transition, like, like big changes in people's lives or just like any kind of any like so moving be, new job, new relationship. Yeah. It could be, it was like moving relationship, um, losing a loved one, like just yeah, any grief. transition grief. And I don't know what next month will be because the flower will usually appear call to you yeah (laughs) but that sounds so beautiful and so you're kind of including the tea in this as well right how long is this experience 90 minutes so it's usually we'll start with some movement kriya uh, maybe a meditation and then we'll drink our tea and then we'll chat so people will just kind of chat about what brought them there like what they experienced in the beginning Um, And then we end with a sound bath. Oh, I love it. So have, so I know you've just started this. Have you seen like the transformations, transformations and shifts like you have, like you do with the rose ceremonies, like you've been doing that for a while. So have you seen the transformations for people? Yeah. So I've seen just people shift either right after, like right during it, like I could physically see Or it's like people will message me and be like, oh, that was like so amazing. Can you please do more of these and like get the Ah! word out? Like what, like please do more. And so eventually my dream of movement of flowers is that other people step in to bring in their practices. Always led by a flower. So the flower will like kind of love it set the theme, but maybe someone's a singer or maybe someone's really into like dancing or just like all these different type of like energy modalities. And so the hope is that one day, yeah, other people are facilitating. That's amazing. I love it. Be so, can you imagine a retreat that's just being led by this beautiful flower? Oh my mm-hmm. God. And eventually it's going to be online as well. And so I thought maybe okay. it was going to be like recording the workshops, but what's coming through is that everything is going to be laid out by theme. So as I continue to do these, like the themes will appear. And so it'll be like a portal. So if right. someone's like, oh, I want to work on boundaries. Well, here's a couple practices. And videos Love that. Okay. Out. Okay. That makes sense. Can people, so I know like with the roses and flowers, like what are some practices that people can do on their own, like at home, like if they live far away from Salt Lake or there's no virtual, you know, like can, is this something people can incorporate on their own, like in their own spiritual practices? I think so. I think the first thing is just to find a flower that speaks to you and then looking into its properties because chances are it's going to be aligned with what you need right now. 
yep that's how it goes right I love that that makes so much sense yeah I feel like there's always a flower that sticks out to people what's your favorite is it roses it is roses my I told my husband I was like for my birthday this year the theme is flowers and like that he went crazy him and my nephew they drew flowers they put flowers all over in the gift bags there was just flower stems we had a meadow in our house I thought it was amazing it was amazing so many wildflowers I was like ah flowers thank you so much every day Mm -hmm. you know it's like um so I love them so it sounds like you've done so many amazing things and you were led deeply by your intuition, by your guides, by spirit. And some people are just new to this, right? New to their intuition, new to listening to their intuition. But following it seems to have led you to this really beautiful place. Absolutely. I think why I first started to follow my intuition was I was so fed up. I was like, I cannot continue to live this way. I, I was hopeless. Um, right. And that's why I was so open to this world outside of myself, truly, because if someone had been like, hey, maybe you should start listening to your intuition, or there's like all these healing modalities previously, I would have been like, oh, no, that's right. not real. Not for me. No, thank you. And I was just at this point where I was so hopeless that I was open to anything. I was like, okay. So do you have any like ways that you can recommend people kind of start getting in touch with that part of themselves? Ooh, that's a great question. I think getting in touch with your breath. Ooh, interesting. Okay, yeah. Because when you get in touch with your breath, in that current time and space, it causes you to pause. Brings you back to the moment. Brings you back into the moment. And if you keep doing that enough, like coming back to your breath, then you slowly start to notice how your body's feeling. And I think that's like one of the first things that you can do is to even have that connection with your body. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. And I'm excited for people to learn about just like the healing powers of roses and other flowers and just even bringing that knowledge and awareness to like, if they have a bouquet of flowers, like the healing power, like we send those when we're grieving. Yeah. And then that, that actually can help them like energetically. And, uh, which I'm just now thinking this, even though I knew that, but not, you know, and so that's so makes so much sense. And like, at a wedding to amplify the joy. Mm. Ah! Okay. Okay. That's amazing. Do you have any final thoughts for us today? No, thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited that I got to share a little piece of my world 